Alright, well, guys, you can actually tell, you can actually tell that this has been a really, really, really uh, interesting, interesting week uh, for, for me and everybody. Uh, hope uh, you all are, have been having a really good week. It's been uh, pretty, pretty filled with, with a lot of soccer. Uh, we've had obviously we've had the uh, Concacaf Women's uh, World uh, Concacaf Women's Olympic qualifiers, uh, not only uh, here in Houston but also down there in the Rio Grande Valley at HEB Park. Uh, guys, let, let let us know if you guys went. What what did y'all think of it? Uh, did y'all did y'all enjoy it? Uh, and and every, and everything like that. Uh, also, you know we've have uh, the Houston Dynamo uh, starting preseason. We also have the RGVFC Toros, you know, starting their preseason as well. So it started, it's starting to warm up. It's kind of like an engine. You know, you first turn it on, you just don't go and accelerate it right away. You got to let it idle for a little bit. Let it get some steam. Let it, you know, get some of that oil circulating through the engine. And then you can go ahead and go. Um, so, so for right now, like I said, you know, we've got uh, the preseason coming up. Uh, we have some of the uh, the players that have been announced, you know, to be a part of the team officially that have signed a contract, uh, have uh, joined, you know, with with our with uh, preseason. You've got uh, Deshane Beckford, uh, you've got Cello, and um, uh, Juan Carlos Obregón, and many others. But you've also got a um, you've also got a couple of other players that are considered trialists so basically it's that they are um that they are actually you know trying out for, uh, for the team you know practicing uh with the team trying to make a good impression you know they're going to be participating in, in the next uh couple of uh preseason matches with the team you know it's something that happens every year you know you, you've got players that basically some of those that that made it past the trial the the open tryouts, they got a chance, you know, to try to actually try out with the first team, see how they can do in these uh, kind of actual game environments. And uh, all of that, you know, the scouting by Coach Echeverry and, of course, Tab Ramos has some sort of influence in this as well. Um, at the end, they make a decision, okay, this, this uh, trialist deserves a USL contract or this trialist does not deserve a USL contract and gets cut uh, cut from the roster. You've seen that many times in the last in the last couple of last couple of seasons uh, that RGBFC ha has been uh, in existence. So just be a little bit patient when it comes to any more signings. Like I said, yes, we technically only have what is it eleven? I think it's eleven players officially on the roster. But you know, as time goes on, as preseason goes on, the roster will get filled. Um, we might have we might have some uh, players being announced. Uh, like I said, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be any more sign like actual signings from outside uh, that are current USL uh, players or M or MLS players. We don't we don't know just yet, you know. But I'm nine uh, nine ninety percent sure that uh, this is a roster plus any more that are right now trialing that might get signed, that's going to be our roster. And I want to give these uh, these guys, you know, an opportunity to showcase themselves, you know. But the issue here is, you know, you've got um, 
other other teams, you know, making bigger signings, but they are the independents. So we know how we know how things run here. And I think the the guys who will do may end up making the roster, they they kind of have to show for them show for themselves that they don't that this team can be, make it back to playoffs. We know for sure that Kyle Adams will be uh, loaned in and out throughout the season, uh, as he mentioned in, in this in the interview that I may ha- that I had with him uh, a couple of weeks ago after the uh, Dynamo Fan Fest. He did he did say that uh, he will be loaned out a couple of times. He does want to help this team make it to playoffs, and I think that's one of the things that uh, that's the one common theme between most of the players and coach Chiveri that have been interviewed uh, in these past couple of days, you know, they, they do mention that, like, we want this team to be back in playoffs. Uh, and I think that's the mentality that they, sh- they should do need to go. Uh, obviously, you know, you can say that, well, every, every player has to say that because, you know, if they don't, it's going to be uh, kind of mediocre. But at the end of the, but at the end of the day, it shows that they have a goal to, a go above and beyond that what everybody else thinks. I mean, just a couple of days ago, you had uh, what's his name? You uh, at USL Pony and in, uh, in on Twitter, uh, he made her kind of like a ranking of the Western Conference. You know what he thinks, well, how the, he thinks each team is going to end at the end of the season as far as positions. He put RGV at seventeenth um, position. Just above, I believe it was Tacoma Defiance, uh, who he put in in 18th. So you know, it's one of those things where this team, it's it's a team that nobody gives three cents for. But I think you know we've shown time and time again that you cannot underestimate RGVFC because they've had they have hungry players, they have a hungry coach that want to succeed for x or y reason we don't manage to make it to playoffs but it's not because we have like a hundred percent like horrible 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 players or a horrible coach it's circumstances that happened throughout the match whether some sort and we've talked about it before throughout these past uh couple of episodes that that we've talked about last season with Ray, with uh, Jacob, is those moments where they lose their concentration and they get scored on. Lost a couple of points of that. Obviously, the way uh, interteam loans are are being held by are being done by the Houston Dynamo that affects that affects as well. Uh, obviously, sure you've got you got you have to put coach and and uh, the players kind of responsible with with the way with their performance obviously i'm not telling them oh everything they do is good or everything you know they they are perfect beings they're not perfect beings nobody's a perfect being i'm not a perfect being i make mistakes i mean just take a look how we started this episode you know uh i literally forgot to to connect the the microphone line into the mixer i mean everybody makes mistakes you know but at the end of the day, it just, the what we want to see is you know the the a sincere showing is it, that they want to perform better than they have in previous years. We don't want this to be all talk. 
we want this to be action as, uh, as well. And I think the way that the players and coach has handled themselves for RGVFC, um, I think it's it kind of it kind of shows that we might be on the right path and we might surprise people this season. Now, I'm not going to be like last year where I said, oh, we're going to make it a playoffs. We're going to make it a playoffs. And it, no, no, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like that. Why? You know, because. I learned, you know, I, I learned that you can't be o- overconfident over anything. You can have, you know, you can have uh, players or teams that looks good on paper in uh, what you call it roster wise, but end up being a dumpster fire during during the season for X or Y reasons. Or you can have a team that looks a dump, like a dumpster fire in the roster and can really sort uh, Oh, this is, uh, uh, Harry, this is from the uh, Netflix series Club of Crows, Club de Cuervos. Um, that's the jersey. That's the jersey that, that I'm that I'm wearing today. Um, it's made by uh, Charlie Football. It's a Mexican company. And it's the official shirt of that uh, Netflix uh, series. Uh, <laughs> what do, Jorge, what do, you, what do you mean about, a, uh, about that being a cowboy thing? Like, you know, and I, and I think... And I think that a lot of people kind of want to believe that this team can be a championship, uh, a championship winning team, or at least a championship fighting, a fighting team. And there's always, there's always going to be the, the hope for that. Right. But it comes to a point where, you know, the team that controls our, our roster Obviously, I'm talking about the Houston Dynamo. The past couple of years, they've they've, they've treated this, this team the same way, right? Um, but we want to hope that Todd Ramos brings a change, brings a change into the way this relationship appears. And we talked about it ad nauseum the past couple of episodes, right? So I'm not going to go too much into detail, but. We're starting to see some some common some of some of these differences, uh, some cha- changes that I think will help the relationship. Uh, <laughs> hey Ray, how's it going? Uh, Jorge, obviously. Uh, hey, and of course, uh, say hi to my bot guys. Um, so yeah, like like the bot says, uh, be sure to uh, be sure to like the video. Um, and of course, chat is always open. Uh, this is gonna be a lot. This isn't gonna be like any other episode. Like I said, this is a uh, Jacob couldn't make it uh, make it today. So let's make this some sort of kind of like just chatting. It, we're just gonna be chatting, you know, like pal, like friends. Uh, like if we're sitting around a campfire, uh, singing singing the campfire song. Um, you know, it's just a chat. You know, it's it's imagine like we're sitting on on, on lawn chairs with a beer in our hands and we're just chatting about soccer. That's what it that's what I want this to be. So, uh be sure to share share this uh show with your friends and invite them over. Uh especially if they're Toros fans. You know, we can talk anything anything soccer for the next hour. You know, if you guys want to talk about the uh, continue talking about the Toros, we'll go ahead and talk about the Toros. There's a couple of things that I do want to mention obviously uh about the Toros. You guys want to talk about women's, uh, the CONCACAF women's Olympic qualifiers? We can go ahead and talk about the, the, the qualifiers. Anything else soccer related? Oh, of course, uh, happy birthday to uh, ex-Toro Manny Padilla, currently with uh, New Mexico United. 
Uh, and of course, uh, happy birthday to Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, happy birthday, happy birthday to them and anybody else who has a birthday today. And of course, before I forget, actually, uh, today is uh, Women in Sports Day. So, if you know anybody that is a women's that is an athlete, a woman that is an athlete uh, that is aspiring to become an athlete that covers sports. Uh, or is or works for for a an athletic team or anything sports related be sure to congratulate them you know they do an excellent job out there trying uh, trying to do, do their jobs and i think the influence and the impact that they've had in their la uh, uh, in the last couple of years has been tremendous and uh we really appreciate uh all of those women that are in sports so go ahead and congratulate them for their for their day today uh <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Harry's like, what's that campfire song? Uh, C A M P F I R E S O N G song. C A M P F I R E. Okay. Anyways, um, Jorge says, "Kumbaya, my lord, kum." Kumbaya, Jorge. Jorge. Jorge's out. Jorge's out here trying to. Trying to create peace between San Antonio fans and RGVFC, uh, or actually, more actually, I think uh, if we want to look at it this way, he's trying to create peace between Dynamo fans and RGVFC fans. So kudos to you, Jorge. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, yeah, right. We will play. We will play your video uh, in a little bit. Uh, in fact, uh, I actually have that ready on on the tab. Um. But actually, in the meantime, what I'm actually going to do is I'm actually going to download it. I just got out of work, okay? Right now, this, this week has been very hectic for me. You know, all these days, you know, covering CONCACAF, you know, I have at work, I have a couple of projects that have a deadline of this Friday for, the, for next week's uh, NADA convention that, for something that, that, that the company wants to uh, actually exhibit at, at that convention. So I've kind of been, I've kind of been all over the place. That's why uh, this, like I said, that's why this episode is going to be a lot more informal than uh, any, any other episode. So uh, let me go ahead and grab, because the way I, the way I did this, uh, actually, no, actually, no, wait. Because I took the iRig for the stuff. Although, anyways. So, all right. <laughs> Let me get that video for you. So, just yesterday, uh, Ray interviewed Coach Echeverry, uh after practice. You know, big shout out to Ray, honestly. You know, I think, uh, I think Ray deserves a lot of kudos, a lot of raise a lot of credit for the way that he's been covering uh all sports pretty much not only rgv you know but also uh the way he covers utrgv and any other and any other sports uh down there in the rio grande in the rio grande valley so you know if you guys have not followed him yet what are you waiting for guys like seriously Go ahead and, and hit and hit that subscribe button at South Texas uh, on his YouTube channel, South Texas Border Sports. Um, I'm sure he, I'm sure he uh, he will greatly appre appreciate it. And every time he uploads a video, whether it's an, an it's an interview or anything of that matter, be sure to share it. 
He's, he did a lot of coverage in English as well the last couple of days for the CONCACAF Women's uh, Olympic qualifiers. Uh, so you got you to give, give him the credit uh, right there. Uh, so anyways, uh, let me actually post up the... Let me actually post up the, the video of the interview that Ray had with uh, Coach Echeverry uh, yesterday. And I have to hold on. Let me go to studio mode because all right. Let me delete this. Sorry, you guys are seeing, you guys are are seeing like pretty much like the uh, back, or pretty much the the behind the scenes kind of kind of thing. Uh, for why? Oh boy. Um. See. Everything worked so well. Oh, that's because it's MP3. Way to go, Edson. Way to go. He, I downloaded the MP3 version and not the actual video. So now I have to go and download it again. Anyways, um, in the meantime, let's go ahead and continue with... Uh, it's going <laughs> to go ahead and continue chatting. Um, so basically, uh, like I was saying before regarding RGVFC, it's going to be a continuous process. Um we do want to make it to playoffs. That I know for sure. I personally, I do want this team to make it to playoffs, and we gotta show that we gotta show support. We gotta uh, obviously let's not put our orange colored glasses either, and uh, and obviously can't excuse anything because um, there's got to be some responsibility not only for the team, not only for front office, but us as media members uh, as well. Yeah, Ray, no quema. Right now, my brain no quema. Este, but uh, some interesting things, like I mentioned. Uh, so, if you guys have noticed the last couple of days, I think yesterday and today they post they posted about it. Uh, let me know if the audio is good or if it's a little bit too loud. Uh, but they uh, RGV or not, yes, RGV announced um, yesterday and then today that. Excuse me. Don't eat enchiladas. Uh, don't no, not enchiladas. Quesadillas, right? Right before. Anyways, um, I lost my train of thought. And what I? Anyways, so they posted that tomorrow they're having a season ticket only uh, event uh, for season ticket members only event. So basically, uh, they're going to be, obviously, they're going to be presenting the new president, uh, Ron Patel. Um, they're, actually, they're also going to be uh, presenting the new kits uh, for the team. They're also, and they're also going to, mm, video not work. Why, why you got to do this to me? Really? Like, what? Ah, technology, gotta love it and you gotta hate it also. Let me try this. Let me see how this works. See, he got the green card during the season and he's now with the first team in Houston. How do you feel? Okay, so that so that appears to that appears to work. Um, so anyways, I have that's gonna be Coach uh, Gerson Echeverry's uh, interview. So like I said, so tomorrow there's going to be a season ticket member only event. This isn't going to be a public event. 
Therefore, if you guys want to be a part of this event, you're going to have to buy a season ticket plan by tomorrow. And once you do that, you're going to get more details about where it is and what time it is. Um, but what I do know and what was actually confirmed, uh, Jorge, it probably might be. I think it might be a multiple year contract. Don't quote me on this. Like I said, don't quote me on this. Uh, but I, I suppose that Nature Valley will continue to be um, being the main sponsor on the jerseys. Uh, Harry asks, uh, playoffs top six or playing game seven through ten? I'm gonna go with playing game seven, th- uh, as, uh, playing game seven through ten. Harry, honestly, uh, if I'm being honest, uh, but it is an it would be an improvement from last season and the and the year before. Um, so in this event, they're going to be presenting the new kit or kits. Don't know for sure just yet. Uh, they're going to be presenting the new president, uh, Ron Patel, who uh, who's coming in from New Mexico United. So that's that's something that, that we should be actually uh, looking forward to, uh, seeing how much of a hit New Mexico United has been with with the region over there. I mean, you see uh, Isotope Stadium being full almost to the brim uh, week in and week out that they play in there. So hopefully Ron Patel is able to bring in that influence of, uh, of what he did in New Mexico United into the Rio Grande Valley. Hopefully we can see more, more uh, fans out there at HEB Park. So, but also, you're going to have a couple of Dynamo players and, of course, Tab Ramos who are going to be are at, at that event. So you're going to have Memo Rodriguez, obviously, because he's an ex-Toro and a, um, and a Dynamo Academy player. You're going to have Darwin Quintero, at that event uh, as well. Like I said, you're going to have Tab Ramos uh, in the event. They're probably going to be talking uh, as as well. And uh, I, know I'm missing, I know I'm missing one. It is going to be uh, Mauro. Mauro Manotas. Mauro Manotas, Darwin Quintero, Memo Rodriguez, and Tab Ramos are going to be at this RGV event. Um so it's going to be something that really hasn't been done before in the history of this uh, relationship. So at least you can see some, like I said, some of that influence that Tab Ramos wants to make. Remember, when Tab Ramos came into this team, one of the things that he told Glenn Davis uh, is that he wants to create some sort of unity uh, between all of the elements of, of this organization from the Academy, from Brussels Valley Cavalry, RGVFC, and of course the Dynamo First Team. So it seems like he's trying he's trying to create create some sort of some u- sort of unity, at least to show RGV fans that the Dynamo cares about this team and their fans. Now, is that going to be uh, is that going to translate into the season? Like uh, as far as like the actual technical aspects, it's a wait and see, honestly. But these changes, while I'm not going to say everything's going to be fine, it does give a glimmer of hope uh, to, uh, to this uh, status of this relationship. So, of course, like I said, this is season ticket members only event. So if you guys don't have your season tickets yet, go ahead and get them. Of course, you get a chance to see Darwin Quintero, you get a chance to see Mauro Manotas, you get a chance to see Memo Rodriguez, and of course, Tab Ramos. And uh, 
I guess that's that's pretty much that what needed to be said about that. Oh yeah, of course you're gonna get to meet Rob Patel, which I'm pretty sure he's gonna be wanting to interact with with some of the fans. And um, you know, you guys you guys can you know can talk. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll be open to kind of chat about about the team and things like that. He wants to know, he wants to learn more uh, about 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 the fans. So this is a great opportunity to have a one on one interaction with uh, a member of uh, front of the front office. And of course, um, kind of shameless plug here. You can tell them about uh, down in the valley. You know, uh, to tell them that you this is where you get your RGVFC news from. Uh, not on, not only from the official uh, official social media platforms um, from our at RGVFC. Just putting that shameless shameless plug out there, right? Uh, help help me out a little bit here. Um, so, anyways, um, let me go back. Um. Okay, what's up with? I need to. I, I need. There's a lot of changes that I need to do, especially with that. Uh, with that bot. Um, I guess that bot doesn't know yet that Gen Orange isn't a part of, uh, the Down in the Valley organization and, uh, anymore. Um, but that's on me, guys. That's on me. Uh, anyways. Um, and, but yes, uh, I do agree with the Stream Elements bot. Frisco sucks. Um. So Harry says it would be cool if both to happen, but if it's just season ticket members get together, it's good, but it should be better. Agreed to a certain point, but here's the thing, Harry. For a lot of seasons, season ticket members complained. Season ticket members mentioned that for the price that you pay for season tickets uh, for RGVFC, they don't get you know, they don't see the benefits of getting a season ticket plan compared to buying uh, tickets uh, on a on a on a game by game basis. You know, yes, they do have. I think it was like fifteen percent off of the team store. Don't quote me on this, guys. I'm just thinking out of the top of my head, but you get the idea. But it wasn't really much uh, much uh, much to it. In fact, that's the reason why my parents decided to not renew the uh, season ticket plans they had for the uh, 2017 season was the fact that, you know, season ticket members really didn't have a way to, number one, to get rid of tickets that they weren't going to use for some reason if they weren't going to make it. There was no way to resell those. So they added that. Uh, also, you know, the fact that there wasn't any season ticket member only event, some exclusivity of being uh, with the um, with, uh, season, with season ticket passes. So at least with the with these kind of events happening, it kind of goes to show that they are they are trying to add some perks to being a season ticket member, and I think that's where that's where this is going. Which honestly, I applaud it. I think it's a good idea. Uh, like, but it, it, I I do get what you're saying though too. You know, if you want to make an outreach to fans, you might you want to try and do it like with as much fans as possible. But at the end of the day, this is a business, and the, and the business is uh, you know to sell you know season ticket uh, season tickets. So I think that, that that's where it's pretty much at. Um, okay, Jorge says Dynamo Jersey is being released in seven minutes. I mean, we all know what it lo- what it looks like. Like I said, the more I look at it, the more I don't like it. But that's something for the peel. Um, Harry, before that, he said, "My question is: Will be fans get to meet the Toros and not beat the Dynamo?" Yes, there will be. Uh, as far according to the press release, there will be some Toros players at that event as well. So they get to meet Toros players and they get to meet Dynamo players uh, as well. So this isn't just a uh, it, 
hundred percent a, a Dynamo players thing, but it is a good idea, you know, to for for the Dynamo uh, coach and players to interact with RGVFC fans and let them know, hey, this, we are part of this organization as well, and and uh, we need to look out for each other, kind of kind of thing. That we think that we should we would be better um, as being independent. Everybody's got their opinion on that. But while we're in this relationship, if we can make something work out, and I said it before, if we can make something work out while we're uh, in this relationship, then I'm good with that. Okay, any improvement is better than no improvement, right? Uh, hope you guys uh, think that, I hope you guys agree with me. If not, no, nah, I'm just kidding, no, no. Of course, if you guys don't agree, here's the thing, guys. If you guys do not agree with me, let me know. I, I'm open for discussion. Uh, I hope that I don't come off as somebody that it's my opinion and everybody else uh, is wrong kind of mentality. That's something I do not, I, I do not, I do not like. And I hope I, uh, I'm not like that. You guys are free to, you guys are more than welcome to call me out on that. Um, if I do fall in that, I will understand. Like I said, I'm trying, I, I'm trying to, to, Make everybody's opinion count and heard on it. And more importantly, heard because this should be viewed not only a way to get information, but also as a platform for the fans uh, so that the organization, the players can hear, can listen, uh, can see what fans think as the season progresses. Uh, and that is my intention for the Down in the Valley podcast. As, uh, uh, anyways, um, anyways, so now let's go ahead and listen to, uh, the audio. Uh, sorry, Ray, I couldn't get the video to work because OBS is kind of acting up on me. Um, but, um, let's go ahead and listen to what coach Echeverry said, uh, said, the, uh, when was this? So it was uploaded yesterday, but it was uh, actually this is part this is part two. Let me get you all uh, part one of this uh, interview, so so that way you guys you guys can listen to to what he said. But like I said, uh, the way that that the co coach and players are are viewing this this new season that's coming up leads me to believe that they that obviously they want things to improve and they want to be more than just a filler team just like everybody else everybody else in the USL in the USL world they think that we're a filler team um there's a and the reason i say this is because i, I think it was like monday was it monday or tuesday yeah, some somebody uh on twitter posted a thread of uh comparing uh, USL uh, Western Conference teams with a certain drink, you know, and um, somebody and they posted RGVFC compared it to uh, A&W root beer. And he said, uh, because most of the times you forget that this drink even exists. I was like, wow, <laughs> like, really? Like, that's the way people outside of RGV world view uh, in the USL championship view RGV as just a filler team. And it's, a, it's, it's a, it's a description that I think needs to be shaken off. I think we, I think this team deserves to be, uh, have more of an impact, 
within the, within the USL. And the only way you can do that, obviously, is going to be if you make it to playoffs. Um, so, okay. All right. Now, let's go ahead. Man, if this one works. No, it doesn't. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to what Coach Echeverry said in the first part of his interview. Tell us, you know, as you're back in practice, you know, how are you, what is your vision for this team now? Well, the vision is uh, obviously we were looking to improve from last year. I think we failed to make the playoffs, so that's, that's something that uh, um, we're not happy about. Right now, um, we had some success in regards to moving players up to the first team, getting looks. Uh, there's four guys that are currently down there. So in that sense, it's a success for, uh, for the reserve team to be able to move players up. Uh, however, I think it's important for us to win, win games and uh, to be more successful in regards um, on the winning column. Um, I thought that the end of the year was imp extremely important. Um, how we ended, I thought we were very, very strong and, and, and did very well, not only uh, at home, but on the road. And, um, you know, with four or five more games, who knows what this team would have been. Like, I think we peaked just a little too late. Um, but that's, that's something that sometimes you, you risk with, with young players, which takes a little time to mature and for them to really get themselves going. So uh, we're hoping to hit that stride just a little bit sooner. Uh, we have some guys with a little bit more experience this year that I think uh, can also help with that. We have guys who are coming back who are not going to take probably as long to adjust uh, as we did last year. So we're hoping that uh, that's, that's, that's going to be an important step for us to take. Coach, uh, this is your third year with the team. You guys closed out the season last season on a high, and now you guys have uh, an, another set of core players returning back. Talk about some of the leadership skills that you, you, you want to see from those guys uh, early on as the season, uh, training season, preseason is starting, and maybe even early on into the season. Well, I think it's important. I think, you know, some of those guys are, are actually in Houston, too, you know. So it, it's important for those guys to take the bull by the horn, you know, Toros, the pun there. But um, making sure that, you know, they um, you know, from day one, uh, we exercise, you know, the culture. We, we want to have a winning culture. We want to have the mentality in training and winning every, every single battle. I thought that, you know, in the last two years, every day that we came to train, we came to train hard. Um, however, I think we need to emphasize more on winning everything, just that winning at all costs, winning no matter what. And I think that's important, you know. Um, obviously, at this point with these guys' young, young careers, they're looking first to develop and, and move to the first team. However, um, you know, we, we, we need to put the team winning first. And, and I think if we do that, we're still going to have players move up, but uh, hopefully uh, we can have more success. The other thing is I think our, our home record is, is very good. It's, it's our away record that's atrocious, and that's something that we need to change. Uh, the mentality has to change, and, and particularly when we go away. Uh, there's also obviously a couple of games that you know we let go here that we you know we we lost too many easy points at home uh, in the last five minutes and stuff you know in regards to closing games out. So that, that's going to be key. What's an aspect of the of your game, the team's game, that you'd like to see improve this year? Um, I, I thought, you know, last year we gave way too many games on, uh, we gave too many goals. I'm sorry, on defensive set pieces. So that was that was poor. You know, we would give up some some easy goals on defensive uh, on defensive set set pieces, and we didn't score enough on the offensive. So I think that's something we need to key on. Uh, the other thing is just making the game a little bit more. I think that. Um, 
we were extremely comfortable the last eight to ten games of the season in, in regards to controlling the pace and, and, and dictating the pace of the game. I'd like to see that from us a little bit sooner. But that also came with some experience, some of these younger guys just feeling comfortable with themselves as the season progressed. Coach, uh, one of the off-season uh, news that happened is that you lost uh, Brett L Utley to Inter-Miami Football Club. Uh, how important was he to your staff? And moving forward, uh, how do you think you, you, you can adjust uh, moving uh, forward from Brett Utley, one of your assistant coaches? Well, you know, Brett was an important part of this club for sure. You know, he, he was the, the person that, you know, my right-hand man and, and, and in regards to doing a lot of things uh, together. But uh, an opportunity to move to the MLS team, you know, was, was, was something that we all hope for. Obviously, our priority is, is, is hopefully to move up to the first team in Houston. But if there's no openings in the first team in Houston and there's an opening elsewhere and someone wants you, it's, it's extremely difficult. Just like uh, these players here are trying to move to the MLS, I think so is the coaching staff. So I, I think that's... Uh, you know, it's, it's great for him. He's worked extremely hard. Uh, he's a hardworking uh, individual, very, very dedicated to his craft. And I think he's benefiting, you know, he's ripping uh, the fruits of that. And so we're very happy, obviously sad to lose him, but extremely happy for him. And, and we hope, you know, we wish him much success. You mentioned Houston and working up there. What were some of the learning experiences that you got early on in Houston that you, you want to continue applying down here? You mean this year or, or okay? So we were just down there. So, uh, you know, we have Tab and, and his staff that are, are that are on board. And so right now, you know, he, he wants to do uh, right now you know, dictate the tempo. You know, he's extremely offensive minded and, and wants to install that instill that confidence in these players that, you know, to go forward. Um, and, and, you know, he's he's uh, he's got a like anything else anytime there's a coaching change you know the new players are going to have new opportunities i think new players are going to have um you know feel that okay you know maybe we'll be seen differently um so i i thought the energy was very important i thought the energy was very good and that's what you want to see when you know whenever you have a a new season and a new beginning so that that's important for those guys um i thought you know things were very organized i thought it flowed very very well um you know so obviously tab is is, is on his way and uh, you know there's a couple of different things that he you know how he wants to do and we're talking about it so uh, we'll see how that translates to to us down here so a couple of things what are your thoughts on the coach's words in this interview Let, let me know in let me know in the chat but personally i i this is the stuff i want i want to hear about this team you know the fact that he is public about the change in mentality of yes we need to produce for the dynamo but we need to come first that is a breath of fresh air to my ears it's music actually that is music to my ears. Thank you, coach. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But the fact that I think this is one of those other things that Tab Ramos brought to this, the fact that he's probably going to be given, giving Coach Echeverry the go-ahead to, hey, you do you. Let's go win some games. Let's go make, let's go make playoffs. I'll help you as much as I can with some of our players. But... You know, but ultimately, what what should matter is gotta give gotta give me results. Priority is not gonna be oh, 
I want these players to play because they're injured or they don't play a lot. Now, give me your best 11 and let's go win some games. That's what I want to hear. And I'm so pumped up for that. Hearing it with Coach Echeverry's own voice gets me so pumped up about the season. It's least in that aspect. At least with a hope that things are going to change for this. Another one of the things that he said, obviously, it was the fact that we need to improve in defensive set pieces. Not a lie. And hopefully we can see some improvement in that aspect in that aspect uh, of RGVFC. Uh, but guys, I want to get I want to get y'all's thoughts on this too. Does this pipe you, uh, pump you up as much as it did to me? Let me know. Let me know in the comments uh, uh, as well, or, or if you think that oh, this is just you know this is not going to happen. Let me know. Let me know. Let me put it in the chat. Uh, I want to get I want to get y'all's thoughts, but. This is this is amazing. This is this is amazing, and I'm really looking forward to the to the season. Really looking forward to what Tab Ramos brings to this uh, to this organization. Um, another things, other things that he mentioned, obviously with uh, with Brett Utley leaving towards Inter Miami, it happens. You know, if you're given an opportunity in, in the first division, you gotta take you gotta take it. And with Inter Miami with David Beckham, <laughs> who wouldn't want to take it? And I think it should be it should be it should fill us with pride that Inter Miami looked to RGBFC to get someone of their coaching staff for uh, Diego Alonso. Uh, so that's actually uh, really 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 good. Uh, so Jorge says that is good some good stuff from the coach. He has an idea of what he wants, and him seeing Tab to feed off of as well. I think this is good. I definitely I definitely agree I agree with this. Uh, so. Uh, so those are those are my uh, those, I guess you could say those are my thoughts on the first half of this interview. Let's go ahead and listen. This one's a little bit longer, so uh, be a little bit be a little bit patient. Uh, so this one's seven and a half minutes. Be a little bit patient. Just listen. Just listen to coach. I think it's important to listen uh, for words straight from the source rather than just listen listen to me paraphrase or people get the idea that I'm just high, you know. Um, coming up with this stuff or inventing this stuff. Now, this is straight from coach. Uh, so at the end of the day, your your opinions, it's all that's all that's all on you. But here's the information. Thank you, uh, Ray Silva from South Texas Border Sports. So here's part two of that interview with Coach Jerson Echeverry. And the last one for me, Kyle Adams. See, he got the green card during the season, and he's now with the first team in Houston. How do you feel about his uh, performance and, and him getting the call up to the Dynamo? Oh, I think it's important. I, th- I thought it's very good for him, obviously. Like we said, you know, we are that stepping stone down here for those guys to move up. And so it, it was great to see him, you know, sign with the first team. Um, you know, uh, we'll see if we see him a few times down here, being because of the position that he plays and having some of the numbers down there. We might see him a few times down here. But, uh, you know, it's, it's when guys move up and, and are achieving what they're striving for, I think that's that's fun. I think that's important and, and that's great for us uh, as an organization from the, you know, the Dynamo and obviously the youth teams in Dynamo to us to move into the first team. It's important to see those those players progress, move up the ranks. And again, you know, as, as you said, you know, this pyramid that goes all the way to the top. And when you see those guys who worked so hard and are talented and reach the top, it's, it's satisfying, it's fulfilling, and it's what the club model is about. So uh, very happy for them. I have two questions. Uh, the first one is uh, a new additions that we have to the team that was 
were done in the off season. And then the second one has there any trialists like that are trying out right now that have stood out from the rest. Um, today was the first day, so it was kind of tough. We didn't really do much. Uh, it was just about getting their legs going, some guys getting to know each other. So to really um, dictate what, what that, not really enough to say what kind of impact they're going to have, you know. Uh, obviously, every player here is talented, uh, but, you know, some are moving from young men's soccer to men's soccer and into the pro ranks. So that, that's going to be just a little bit different. So it's, it's going to be key for them to... Uh, um, to see how they adjust to the speed of play, the, just the, the physical aspect, the tenacity, and, and, and the day-to-day grind that it takes to be a pro, you know. So that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be important. Um, so it, it is it's a little tough. Obviously, some of the new acquisitions that we have, you know, we are pretty um, we're pretty excited about, and uh, we'll see how it plays itself out. You know, obviously, you know they've done extremely well where they were, where they where they played before, but um, can it translate to this? You know, we hope we hope so, but. Uh, on day one, that's that's tough to say. Is there still a line that concerns you that you want to get more players to reinforce that specific line? Uh, like in the position? Yes, yes, yes. There's still there's still a couple of positions that are, uh, that are you know we're looking and we're speaking to a couple of guys in regards to trying to work something out with them that you know uh, that concerns us. But at the same time. Um, you know, there will be guys from the first team that might come down to help us, you know, fill those holes, uh, guys that will come from time to time. So uh, those are the things that I need to iron out. I mean, the, the Dynamo started their preseason last week, uh, us this week. So it's extremely early to uh, to say who's going to move up, who's going to move down. Who, it, it, It's way, way too early. So, uh, but, you know, obviously we're planning for, you know, we have plan A, B, and C, and, and we'll see how that plays itself out. What's the toughest adjustment uh, for a, an amateur to make when he's moving up to the pro ranks? Just the everyday grind. I mean, when you have, um, you know, people are now, you go from, from amateur where it's okay, you play, sometimes you play for fun, you're very competitive, but what are you playing for? Now guys are playing for jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you want to take the job of a player. Uh, so you're a young guy who's 18, 19, you know, who's free, care free, and then you want to take the job of a 26, 27 year old, you know, who's got a wife and two kids who are. Uh, who need yeah, that paycheck to feed their family? Yeah. So that's 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 the case. Is you know the the experienced guy does not want the young guy to to take his job. And the young guy is he really in prepared and willing to do that grind and understand what it takes? So you know so um, you have some sometimes uh, the younger guys the first two weeks they're so full of energy and you know and it's like it's a sprint. Well, the older guys know that this is a marathon, you know, and they take themselves easy. And sometimes that's why younger guys stand out and really, really, uh, really look good at the beginning. But then a, a month later, two months, you know, I mean, you think about even our college draft picks. Um, I would say that um, in a year, we play, train more games than some of them do in three years. So we have more training sessions, more time. Everything's just a grind. So in one year is what three years of college is. So think about that. Some of them are not really ready for that, for that, um, for that load, you know. And some do well, you know. They kind of low down and then pick it back up. Others struggle with it. So that that that's different, you know. And it's it's an everyday grind. Every day you're competing, and you're not competing with the guys because sometimes we have the academy guys come and train. We have guys who are coming to try out to try to take their spot. So. They're not, they're not accustomed to that, so that's, that's different. That's difficult. Coach, with the new acquisitions that you do know that you have seen them perform, what are they going to bring to the team? 
Well, we're hoping goals. <laughs> we're hoping that, you know, um, I think we're going to be a very athletic team in the sense that, you know, we're, we're going to be very dynamic. So we're hoping that, you know, we're extremely dynamic. And the way, like I said, uh, Tab wants to play and, and we need to try to emulate that. Uh, we're hoping that these players are capable of doing that. I think, you know, we have some guys who are capable of putting the ball in the back of the net to score. It's just a matter of how can we defend collectively, not give up some silly goals. And then for sure, we're going to train a lot on, on, on set pieces because that was uh, that was something that killed us last year. Would you like to see a team that, that's uh, quicker or younger? Or is there anything specific that you're trying to mold them into? Well, we, we're always one of the youngest teams. So getting younger, I hope not. <laughs> we're young enough, let's just say. So, um, you know, we're hoping that some of the guys coming back just are playing like they did at the end of the year with that with that tenacity, with that level of maturity, with that confidence that they had. Uh, that was so much fun. I mean, there were moments, you know, last year towards the end of the year where we were sitting down and we're like, okay, this is very, very good. Whether we're home or away, it was, it was so much fun uh, to watch them. So we're hoping that they remember that. Um, Two months off is, is a long time, so um, you know we got to get back to that, back to that grind. Obviously, it has to be a slow grind because if we start killing them, that's when injuries come about. But uh, we're hoping that by the first game of the season, you know, we're hitting on on all cylinders because all those points matter. I mean, listen, we missed the playoff by five points, and so uh, you can take in so many games in which we gave some of those points away, including the home opener uh, last year at Tacoma, where we we just we were all over them, and we left with no points you know we easily we easily in any other day we could have left with three points in that you know on that day so that's three more points closer to to the five that we had so it's 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 those little details that we need to definitely um sort out so that was uh coach Chiveri, um after practice yesterday once again huge thank you to ray silva of south texas border sports uh, for allowing us to use uh, his uh, his uh, his material on uh, the Down in the Valley podcast, so so got some tidbits here as well. Like he mentioned about uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Edwards, he's also with the team, yes. But I'm talking about Kyle Adams. Kyle Adams uh, coming down as well as some other players, probably Michael Salazar, probably Sam Junqua coming down from the Dynamo first team to help out uh, this team. Uh, throughout the USL Championship uh, season for 2020. Um, also talked about, you know, what he expects, uh, the way he wants this team to play. Very, a lot more athletic, uh, a lot more, a lot quicker paced, kind of uh, to reflect the changes that Tab Ramos wants uh, in, in the in the Dynamo first team. So I, I, I'm guessing we can expect some sort of high pressure uh, uh, up high on the lines for for this team. In the 2020 season, and I forgot to. Hello. Um, anyways, uh, so that was Coach. That was Coach Echeverry. You guys, uh, I hope that you guys can have a little, a lot more faith. Need more faith, Arthur. More faith. That, sorry, that was a bad uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 reference. Uh, I won't do that again. I won't, I'm not good with uh, voice uh, impersonations. And so, and I hope I'm not getting sick. That would suck. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, what else is there? Of course, this Saturday, uh, there's going to be the uh, preseason match between the Houston Dynamo and RGVFC. 
Um, it'll be Saturday at 7 p.m. if I'm not mistaken. So um, be sure to go out there to HB Park uh, be, and show your support to the Toros. Um, if you guys want to chat with us, with me, Jacob, um, I personally am going to be with the, uh, with the Stampede before the match. Uh, going to be doing some uh, quick live stream uh, from uh, the Stampede uh, tailgate. Uh, on, I'm probably going to do that on Periscope. Uh, so follow our social media, which is down there. Uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, Instagram as well. Be sure to follow us there. Uh, say hi. You guys want to chat? Uh, I'll do my best to talk. Um, see what I mean? Anyways, be sure to go out there. If you guys want to say hi, you guys want to know more about uh, what it takes to join the Stampede, you can do that. Two birds with one stone, man. Get to talk Taurus with us. Uh, talk a little bit more uh, about, about anything. Uh, to the first 10 people, the first 10 people, not including Stampede. I, I got something I got something for, for Stampede, guys, uh, later. But to the first uh, 10 people that, that go to the Stampede tailgate and uh, say hi and say that I sent you uh, from Wednesday's show, you get a free sticker. You get a free Down in the Valley sticker. Uh, that you can put it, I don't know, your your car, your cell phone, your laptop, whatever. I'm trying this out. I got 10 tickets to give away to the first 10 people, to the first 10 uh, f- fans, listeners, viewers, who go to the Stampede tailgate this Saturday and say that I sent you, and I will be there, I will give you a free sticker, a uh, free Down in the Valley sticker. So hope to see you all there. Um, the, this Saturday. Now there was something else that I wanted to talk about. Uh, oh yes, yes. This is what. Uh, here's another thing I want to talk about. Man, I'm so glad that there are more media members have been going out. Uh, and I'm talking about like more mainstream media have been going out to RGBFC practices and done interviews with Coach Echeverry. That is good to see, and I am thankful. I am extremely thankful to those reporters who have gone out there, who have gone out there these past couple of days and covered the Toros. You know how good that makes me feel. You, you know, obviously we're going to be continuing to be reporting. We're more of the fan side of covering coverage for the team, but it feels so good that now that the mainstream media is taking taking time out of their busy schedule to go and cover the Toros. It's it, it's so good. And I hope to see them uh to continuously see them at every home match or as most or as many home games as possible in this 20 uh, 2020 season. Uh so Jorge says um coach said there's a big step up to MLS. Is there enough in the league to prepare young talent to make an MLS team? Mauro and Memo were developed correctly. Adams is looking promising. Um, so you do have, you're on the right path, right? Coach was specifically talking about the jump from, uh, college to MLS, but there's also a huge jump between, uh, or college to USL, but there's also a huge jump between USL and MLS. There's a, there's a, an article that came out in the athletic that talks specifically about that. Why are MLS, uh, teams very reluctant to sign players from the USL. And so if you guys have an opportunity, I'll try to find that that article and post it 
Sure, it's behind a paywall, but I think you get a certain amount of articles that you can actually view for free. Uh, don't uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, be, sure, be sure to check it out. If I find it, I'll share it. I'll share it on the Down in the Valley uh, uh, Twitter account, and be sure to read that. But yes, there is a huge jump between USL and MLS. Now you have to remember though that Mano Manotas wasn't technically a hundred percent Toros player when he first came in. He was he was signed by the Dynamo, given a couple of uh, games to kind of get back get into match fitness, and then uh, come back to the to to the Houston Dynamo. So his account, his development happened in Colombia, right? So this wasn't an RGVFC thing. Memo, yes, he had a couple of years uh, out in the USL with Charleston Athletic. Uh, I'm not sure if he went with Pittsburgh Riverhounds uh, as well in the USL. Uh, but he had some time in the USL. He spent some time with RGV. He uh, convinced Matt Jordan that he was ready to make the jump to the first team. And uh, it happened, right? So there's that. Uh, now, as far as Kyle Adams, yes, he came out of college, came into RGV. Uh, he spent two years so far, and now he has an MLS contract. Now, the question is, how many MLS minutes is Kyle Adams going to get? It's going to be hard. Because you've got Kiki Struna up on top, you've got Minor Figueroa, Minor Figueroa, with a lot of it of uh, domestic and international experience. You've got Alejandro Formayor uh, as well, and then you've also got uh, Victor Cabrera. I think that's what his name is. So he's got four players ahead of him in 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 the in the in the squad selection sheet. So he's more likely going to get more minutes in USL. Now, if uh, he shines in Open Cup, he shines in whatever in Leaks Leaks Cup. If they if they uh, qualify for Leaks Cup or or any other tournaments where they they need to put in an alternative uh, squad, and he shines, maybe he can be given more minutes uh, as a sub uh, in in MLS, and that's what we want to see from Kyle Adams. I think he has what it takes. Uh, we just you just gotta give him the opportunity to shine. To showcase himself, that way, if the Dynamo don't see him as a fit, hey, another MLS team come in. You know what? I want this guy for MLS and 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 buys him. And at the end of the day, MLS because MLS teams don't like to buy in the lower leagues, and you have one that you moved up. Showcase him. It's best to showcase him. That way, he can stay within M- uh, MLS and not just stay in USL like other um, other former Toros players that have, uh, after being with the Dynamo, end up going back uh, and staying in the USL Championship. That's basically how I, how I see things. Um, so, um, yes, and Charlie Ward too. Um, still sad about that, but now he's now he's a lot closer. He is with uh, OKC Energy. So there's that. All right, guys, so that's going to be it for, for this week's show. Like I said, it wasn't a lot. It was kind of last minute. Uh, there's going to be a lot more uh, things to talk about next week because we're going to have the preseason match. We're going to have the that uh, season ticket members only event with the unveiling of uh, the, uh, the new kits for RGVSC. All I hope, all I ask for, all I ask is Nature Valley, please make, Please allow your 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 logo to be designer friendly. That yellow with the orange kind of clashed to me. Please make it designer 
friendly. That's all I ask. So anyway, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I uh, appreciate all of your support. Like I said, this Saturday, uh, see you all at the Stampede Tailgate. First time people from that are fan, that are followers, listeners, viewers uh, of Down in the Valley will get a free Down in the Valley sticker. Um, I want to thank uh, our sponsor, Natural Beauty Spa, uh, for for their support uh, for for Down in the Valley. Uh, really appreciate it. If you guys uh, need a uh, need a facial or something skin re- something skin related. Be sure to give them. A, be sure to uh, check them out. Uh, they are on Facebook as na- uh, a Natural Natural Beauty Spa. So check them out. Um, and con- contact them or contact me, and I'll and I'll refer you to to uh, for you to get a uh, a facial. Um, highly recommended, as recommended by uh, Barbara Castellanos, Chuy Enriquez, uh, R.I.P. Well, not really R.I.P., but he's dead in Toro's Nation because he's with San Antonio. Uh, And uh, Robert Coronado, uh, recommended by them. Uh, So uh, thank you all. Thank you all. And um, be sure to be on the lookout for when this episode, uh, if you guys missed any part of the episode, this will be podcasted uh, in the next couple of days on uh, Apple. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and of course, always the, the YouTube uh, archive will always be available. Thank you all for everything. We'll see you this Saturday and tomorrow. Ooh, be sure to follow our social media so uh, that when whenever they actually present the new kit, you can act, uh, you, we can hopefully uh, see it on, on social media. Thank you all, and we'll see each other next week. Take care.